Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about freedom from stress. But before we get to that in the Mayan, I want to say hello to Reese and Lincoln. I love you guys very, very much, and same to Miles. Mm-hmm. And today in Mayan is? Is 3X. That is the service of the wizard, and the wizard is the delegator and the uh, keeper of information. And wisdom. Mm -hmm. So this is particularly good. There will be some <coughs> electric wisdom on the show tonight, I'm certain of this. Okay, so um, what does it say? Pardon me for that. I activate in order to enchant bonding receptivity. Mm -hmm. I seal the output of timelessness with the electric tone of service. I'm guided by the power of endlessness, which is a very real power. People are going, endlessness, what is endlessness? That can't possibly be real. Because it's less I live in a, cousin. I live in a world where uh, things end. How can endlessness be possible? Yes, but you don't really. Now, I, I acknowledge that everything has its day. Everything is born, mm -hmm. matures, and eventually passes its form away. That is the way it is. However, we are endless, we are. Um, at the end of this lifetime, after a sojourn on the other side, I'll be back. I'll be Beethoven. Yes, and so it goes. Everything is actually endless. Even if the universe ends, it just begins again. Yeah, so endlessness is a well, very real thought. Very just real the term. idea of, of the word end, you have to have begin with it because an end has to be the, the end of something, of it has to be the beginning of something else. So the words, it's, the beginning of the it's end. coded in that. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that we decided to talk about stress and having freedom from stress tonight is I noticed in the news, and I apologize for not knowing the guy's name, but the Croatian volleyball coach, the Olympic volleyball coach committed suicide, and at least what I had read of it, was in part due to his inability to get the team to win or whatever. And really, we've said this for many years on the show, that stress is really just a fear of being disapproved of. And he was so stressed out, because we get so fixated on some kind of a goal, that it becomes even greater than life and death that we complete this goal. Mm -hmm. And if it looks like it's not going to happen, that becomes this whole world to the point where we we uh, prod ourselves to getting to that goal by withholding love if we don't achieve it. In other words, we threaten ourselves if we don't win <clears throat> this Olympic medal, yeah. I'm going to withhold love from myself, and therefore uh, the scariest thing in all the universe, withholding love from ourselves, becomes our weapon to get us to drive forward. Yeah, and that, that really has to change. So many physiological things happen when we are under stress our skin actually becomes more permeable. So you can get cut easier when you're under stress, a lot of stress. The cortisol, the hormonal cascade that happens from the adrenaline, for, uh, our, we spend all of our serotonin on stress instead of on enjoyment in our life. And it, so it's no wonder there is so much clinical depression in this world. Yeah, uh, stress could also be spoken of as the more than one correct answer for, you know, uh, stress is the fear of failure, absolutely the fear of failure, and I agree disapproval of self, but let's say fear of failure just to make the next point, which is um, their fear, 
fear always turns out to be missing information. The difference between fear and simply, um, pardon me, the, uh, lost the thread, <laughs> which is easy to do. Um, I say, oh, the fear of failure. Okay, there is no such thing as failure. There is only more information. There is no such thing as failure. Remember we were saying what an odd word endlessness appears to be to us because we don't have any place to put that in our thoughts? Okay, well, this is the principle of stress, that there will be an end. There will be a failure. Okay, and so um, the difference between fear and information, uh, the difference between what is that? I say that so often and now I don't remember, but it will come back. Between, <coughs> difference between fear and... Information is the level of consciousness, that's of it. course, Thank you but for I that. don't know if yeah. that's what you that's usually what say. Mean. Yeah, the difference between fear and information is the level of consciousness that you're looking at things at. So stress being fear of failure and the key word being fear, then if you pull down the information about failure, there's no such thing as failure. Well, I think um, failure is nothing unless there is some kind of punishment in the form of a disapproval or a withholding of love. Right. So it's really our definition Excellent. of failure. And okay. one of the things I was going to bring up tonight, so it was very good that you brought that up, okay. is the idea that we cannot resist failure. Whatever the definition of a failure is, we cannot resist it. Because as long as we're resisting it and terrified of it, fear is going to drive us instead of love pulling us. And it's very important to live your life from the other perspective, from love pulling you rather than fear or ambition pushing you. Mm -hmm. And when there is a punishment for the failure, which is the withholding of love, fear of being disapproved of, is essentially means somebody else says you're unlovable and so then you listen to it and you withhold love from yourself. And that's really the bottom line of it. So I feel that whatever is going on in your life and we've done a lot of tapping on this show. If it's getting the contract at work or finding that job or I don't know what else it could be. If you say, even if I don't get that job, even if I don't make that project deadline, I love and accept myself anyway. If you can really feel that way, then nobody can hold you hostage. You will not be holding yourself hostage in your own head. You just can't be. And it's not to invite it or say, yes, you want the, the, what you're terming as failure. It's not saying, I want that. What you are saying is, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Because if you're not afraid of it, it has no power over you. Yeah, I knew somebody that was so wealthy that they were chauffeured by fear. I Rather think everybody than, than driven, driven by around. Fear. Yeah. Yeah, OK. So the, there's, um, this is such a large topic. Freedom, freedom from stress. Uh, this is the thing, we, we, both we do and we don't have freedom. The reason we don't have freedom is we don't believe we have freedom, which says it all very succinctly. I've, uh, you know, people say, oh boy, how is it outside? And I go, oh, it was a nice walk. And they go, oh boy, I'd love, to, I can't go out. And I go, of course you can go out, why don't you go out? No, I'm working here, if I go out, they'll be upset with me. But you could go out. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. They don't believe that they can go out, you know, step outside of the building they're in. They don't believe they can do that. So they're not free. But come on, they're free. They could go outside. So free will, free will. The, the way the world works is, uh, and how all this stress 
manages to engender itself in our life is that um, life simply is. Life is. It is the choices you make, it, it, it is the decisions that you make that determine the path of your life, uh, that determine the lessons of your life. And your response to your choices, your response to life, rather than your reaction, your response to it is what determines what goes on. So then the healing of stress would be to choose a different response to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So when the boss says, you know, do these thousand pieces of work before you go home, and you go, no, and walk out, and if you're fired, you know, we keep saying on the show, that's a really good thing because you get to reset. You get to begin again where you, and, and all of this has to do with self-esteem. If you have extreme self-esteem, you, you wouldn't be at all worried about your next job. Well, that's another thing. Yes, so much of stress. Self-esteem, go ahead. Yeah, um, that's very true. And so much of stress is really self-induced and it's useless, even if you believed in the world of stress and thought of it as a useful construct in our environment. For instance, I, there have been many jobs that I've had where the bosses or whoever was in charge came up with some arbitrary deadline. Who knows what it was based on? And then everybody else had to lose life force attempting to reach this goal that experience taught us could never happen. And everybody lives in this idea, especially in the world of software development. Mm. You always say, yes, it will be ready. And in construction as well. Yeah, it'll be ready in December. You, what you really mean is it'll be ready in the following June. Now, if we really gave approachable, doable deadlines, I know a lot of employers don't because they feel employees work harder if you chase them with the fear and that fear of disapproval, which is firing or not getting a promotion or whatever. But really, they don't work harder because the stress takes up so much of the energy. And creative energy is then completely spent, and you have no creative employees left. And everybody's busy updating their resume and talking about how miserable they are, so no one is really working. And I remember when FedEx first came out and its, its business model, where everybody was really treated respectfully, they, they got far more work done when you treat people this way. But what I noticed is so many of these deadlines are just attempts from employers to try to get you scared enough to overwork, okay? And I had a coworker one time, her inbox was filled with all this, and someone said, don't you ever file any of this? And she goes, all I have to do is wait a month and then I can file it right in the trash. Why put it in this file and then take it out and do that? And I realized I would get stressed out because my bosses would have all these tasks for me to do, and I knew it was not humanly possible. And then I realized that none of them ever really come to fruition. It's never anything that I have to yeah. deliver, but I was stressed out because of it. So I, I reduced my stressable issues, and you can mm -hmm. do that right now. Yeah, and to any pile of papers you have in your house that you finally get around to going through, 90% of them at least are worthless. It reminds me of people saying, well, Christ is coming back, better look busy. You know, stuff like that. I mean, this is just not the way any of this stuff works. So stress um, does more than just sap life force. It saps quality of life. It takes virtually anything it can from you. And we give it up like a beaten mule, I think is the expression, rented mule. Beaten like a rented mule. 
We give up our oh, life force to mule. stress, yeah, like uh, rented and then beaten mule. That's a low-down mule, not the one in Shrek. Or like a hotel room where a, people just totally lose any kind of self-respect because yeah. it's a rented place. Yeah, or a rented car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the last Those five minutes before you turn it in, you run a vacuum cleaner over it because every fast food restaurant you crashed into and left all that debris. Yeah, but um, another thing that stress disposes of totally is intimacy. You cannot, and guilt, guilt is a major opposition to intimacy also. So we said for years on this program, intimacy is intimacy, which is true, that is a correct answer. So in intimacy, there is the idea of looking into the person and then recognizing what's in that person and then validating it at once. You recognize and you validate and that creates intimacy. And, that, uh, and unless that quality is there in the other person, you're not particularly interested in the other person. It doesn't matter how they go about validating it so long as they validate it, uh, what they recognize within the person. So that's another thing that just gets taken out well, of our Well, you're right, lives. because when you're under stress, it's really always about the future. And yeah. it's this fear of something coming. So you're totally unconscious in this moment. Yeah. If you are under stress, you are not conscious in this moment. And so something you can do when you recognize that you're under stress, first step is to recognize it. And we all know what that feels like. Oh, but yeah. it would be helpful for you to get very familiar with the beginning feeling so that you can stop it right there instead of waiting until you're in a full-fledged uh, panic attack. It's better to catch it early on. Yeah. And what you start realizing as you get older and you have more experience in the world is you know certain circumstances are going to cause you stress. Why watch it? I realized that every time I watched the news, this was years ago, every yeah. time I watched the news, I ended up with a stomach ache. Yeah. I had fitful sleep. It was like, oh my gosh, we're all gonna die. Lippy, we're all gonna die. Those kinds of feelings. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was so nebulous and it was so uh, permeated everything that I didn't recognize it. But once I recognized how it started making me feel, something like that, I just turned it off. Yeah, I remember so being in grade school and being punished for not doing a current event. I was literally punished for not doing a current event. Well, I didn't do it back then because I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But, but I think it's a matter of, it, you can trim down your stress list right now by 95%. We have a call? Yes. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Didn't mean to interrupt. Hi, caller. Say hello. Call back if you got disconnected. One more second, and what were you saying? Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hey, Neville. Hey. Yeah, I can barely hear you, but I'm going to run to the other room anyway. This is Tom. You know Tom, me. Tom, yes. How are you doing? Oh, still going crazy. Thank you very much. But, very good. But uh, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, some wonderful things for uh, unstressing, such as uh, you guys offer this delightful, wondrous service called tune-ups. Wonderful That's thing good. to unknot the digestion and re remove that part of the stress equation. And turning off the news and the other things are uh, great ideas as well, but I thought you guys might want to actually talk about 
getting yourself back into tune. Wow, thanks, Tom. That that's that's actually very brilliant. Or at least really? turns off at least 95% of it for me. That's mm -hmm. true. Anyway, yeah. folks, I'm going to hang up and uh, listen to you talk. Well, thank Hi, you very Tom. much. And, that and that's excellent. very intuitive of Tom as well, because mm -hmm. we had even talked about bringing a bowl tonight. But he is exactly right. Uh, we offer sessions where you get to have the bowls rung on you, but we also monthly do a bowl event that's where you get to up. meditate with the sounds of the bowls. And what it does when we are under stress, if we were to use just this random example, let's say we naturally vibrate at 60 hertz. I don't really know what it is, but let's say we do. Yeah. And stress, that those false deadlines. Remember, most stress is just a fictional thing. It, it, it doesn't even have any basis even in our constructed world. It's yeah. just fear of some potential. It's not even anything really happening. It, so we, it pulls our vibration down to like 40. And if you get down low enough, you are then vibrating at the same frequency that bacteria and, and viruses so and other prone. things. Yeah. So then the bacteria that's living in your body naturally then becomes activated because you're vibrating at the same frequency as it. Stress pulls us down. That's why you get sick when you're stressed out. You don't have enough rest. So the bowls entrain you to your natural frequency, and therefore it just pulls you right up over top of the stress, and it can last for quite some time. So yeah, we live in a society that is out of tune, which is another way of saying the yes, stressful society. That's true. Uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, I believe we're doing the. Uh, uh, I'm not bowl sure. Event. All the new classes are posted online. Okay. I just have not sent out the newsletter yet. So if you okay. guys would like to check that out, I think it out. is next Saturday, not the few days from now, but uh, okay. I believe that's what was in the schedule. So uh, anyhow, check it online. But the bowls do recreate balance, and we are not used to being balanced. As a matter of fact, we as a society are used to being unbalanced. It's a very unbalanced society that we live in. Uh, there are things off all the time. It, if we go back, say, 100 years or some time in the past, Nobody locked their doors. Why would they? We're all honest. We, uh, you could actually do a business deal on a handshake, just the agreement. Hi, uh, everybody um, could give their word, and other people would take it. They didn't have driver's license. You didn't have ID. You know, you just who are you, and you would say your name. I remember my grandfather had a business card that simply had his name on it. It was that back was, in the day of the calling card. Yeah, that was simply all there was. It wasn't anything like what we have today. Uh, and then as soon as you had things like ID or locks or any of this, people began to make fake ID, began to figure out how to pick locks. Uh, you know, and so this has been this spiral that's been going on. We can very easily return to a free and stressless society simply by keeping our word simply by maintaining integrity, character, uh, principle. You know, that we, well, our true heart is a loving heart. And if we would listen to it instead uh, of our brain, it's saying we're falling behind. That seems to be a rather boring thing the brain keeps uh, focusing on. Well, I agree with you. And if you just look at the programming on television now, it's all about how one person can take advantage of another person and how one person can squeeze, uh, squeeze something out of the hand of another person. I watched 
an episode or the final episode of one of those Celebrity Apprentices one time where Joan Rivers was on there mm -hmm. with Annie Duke. Right. And they had these challenges to do some kind of uh, charity event or something and Annie Duke was really business focused and it really didn't matter how she got the money she just took it and I remember Joan Rivers was so angry at her and she said you can't just go ripping money out of people's hands it's going to have an impact on all of us and Good. it was so powerful the way yeah. she said it and she was crying and she had such passion and I agree with that and I've said on prior shows that we really have to have the balance between the me and the we that's why I've been come up with the tribe of the me-we, which means the me cannot live without the we, and the we cannot live without the me. And it's not a matter of having the pendulum swing from this martyr reality to this completely self-ish or self-oriented reality either. We have to live multidimensionally with the all and with the self, simultaneous. Yeah. It's not this pendulum swing from masculine to feminine or from the goddess to the god. It's, it's really it's about balance. having both things alive at the same time because they both offer something. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, we're, we're wondering, you know, what the many contributions that have been made to the very unbalanced society that we live in. And uh, a lot of it is um, um, side effects of the chemistry we've been talked into taking. And I know Rick is running now towards Get off my so, back. Somebody is. <laughs> well, what's on this man's back, he says, I take aspirin for the headaches caused by the Zytec. I take for the hay fever I got from the Relinza. I take for the uneasy stomach I got from Ritalin. I take the short attention span caused by Scopoderm TS1. I take, I take for the motion sickness I got from the Lomotil. I take for the diarrhea caused by the Zenical, for the uncontrolled weight gain from the Paxil, Paxil I take for the anxiety from the Zocor, I take for my high cholesterol because exercise, a good diet, regular chiropractic care are just too much trouble, okay? <laughs> and this is the world we live in. This is the world. Plus. The, uh, the 100,000 other chemical agents that are waiting, standing by, um, to poison us, the, the and, and what do they put in the water again? The fluoride. Fluoride, well, yeah. We are the only uh, medicated, mass medicated population that Against has no say will. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what is so odd is these chemicals, you're right, but it's not even in these pharmaceuticals. It's in our food, it's in our preservatives. Yeah. But what gets me are these pharmaceutical names, or as you say, pharmaceutical. The P is silent. Yeah. But, but the the um, the names like uh, peace and serenity at all, and things like this. Yeah. And some of them are really you can read the toxicity in the name. Oh sure. And it, it's like somebody pointed out that Evian water backwards is naive. naive. Yeah. Well, look at some of these names of of these pharmaceuticals. They're just it's just disturbing. Well, Penn and Teller, <laughs> because they had nothing to do, and it might have been just Penn by that point, but I think it was Penn and Teller, uh, took a garden hose and filled up bottles with water and served it at 10 bucks a pop per bottle oh, in yes, a restaurant, saying that it was a melted glacier. And this one guy goes, oh, I can taste the glacier. You, 
I mean, you can taste the hose because we are that naive, right? Yes, okay. But we, well, whatever the media sells us, and this, this program does not happen to be the media. For one, we don't have a corporate specter behind us poking us with what it's to say. It's all self-supported and volunteer-based. Completely volunteer-based, and we are always... Thanks, crew. Yes, thank you, crew. And we're always looking for more people to volunteer here if you uh, happen to live in our... We, we could actually use a full-time phone screener oh, that's if anybody's interested. Yeah. Our long-time one is no longer uh, with us so to do this, so yeah. we are really looking forward. And, and it's a lot of fun. It is, yeah. It's quite an education to be the phone screener here, but all of it's quite it's, an education. Yeah. I was going to make a but, stress joke, but maybe not. Yes. Okay, good. We'll save those for later at the restaurant, but still. Well, I think just a matter of what's, recognize what's really important in your life, and then allow yourself to n not be attached to an outcome with that. What is important, well, deal, and then not it? be attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you're attached is the moment you can be held hostage. And, pe and your boss can, like if you're really terrified of failing at work, then what happens is you will do anything to not fail, even if that means selling yourself out, even if that means making yourself sick. We, I remember somebody had in their cubicle one of my jobs where it says, um, hey, we're not saving lives here or something like that. And I found that it was funny and we all laughed, but it was so true, true and it was such a great wake-up call. We're yeah. not saving lives. Let's just take a break. We're writing some piece of software here or we're... Yeah. Making and in pizza. a sense, we're saving our own lives. But So you can run this equation through your mind if you wish. Pretty much what's going on is either allowing or manipulation. So I'll say that again. If it's not allowing, it's manipulation. There's less allowing than manipulation. There's far less allowing than manipulation. In fact, when was the last time anybody was just simply cool with what you were doing? You know, you could kill yourself. Yeah, I could not kill myself. You know, you have to take opposition because everybody seems to have some sort of an agenda that they wish to superimpose. And that, this is a big cause of stress, this idea that... To not resist it is so freeing. Yeah, yeah. So what so if they so, have that agenda? Don't take it personally. Yeah, so simply allow the other person to have. Then they cannot have any authority over you. Exactly. Now, a very important factor about not allowing people to have a false authority over you is to love them. If you love it, it has no power over you. If you do not love it, it has power over you. If you really don't love it, it has a huge amount of power. And if you flat out hate it, it owns you. Okay? Uh, and the simple mnemonic, what you hate, you recreate. In other words, what it is you don't love is going to dog you, dog you like a bloodhound after a something uh, a bloodhound would a, really love. Okay. A Michael, puppet show? Got anything? All right. Dog you like a, okay. Yeah. But you're, but you're right, because when you love something, you become bigger than it. Yes. And when you become bigger than it, it you whenever you include anything within you, yeah. 
you become bigger than it. And that's the very important principle. It's virtually unknown. Well, that we have children know this, and then the the stress of their lives subtract it from them. Mm -hmm. So you can probably find the exact point in school where it switches. Yeah. You know. So I loved everyone. Oh, now there's a bully. You know. Well, something you had said prior to this, if you don't mind, if uh, we talk about no, just a little let's bit more. Do that. Is this idea of holding others accountable for our own healing, or responsible rather for our healing? Like if if you're always saying so and so does this to me, they're controlling oh, yeah. me, they're making me do this, they're they're uh, criticizing me over everything. This person is telling me that I'm always wrong. This person is doing this or that. Yeah. That really, I, none of us want that kind of power in anyone's life. There was a song, does anybody remember who wrote it? Um, I don't think it was Simon and Garfunkel, but it was, he can't even run his own life, I'll be darned if he'll run mine. I remember that. Sunshine, go away. Sun. Yeah. Whatever that song is. in the sunshine. It, it, no, it wasn't that. I know, I know, go ahead. <laughs> but the idea, when we blame anyone for something going wrong in our life, we're essentially taking the reins of our life and our self-esteem and our self-personhood and our mm -hmm. inner space and, and giving them to the other person. And I can tell you, most people are so totally preoccupied with themselves, they don't want to take those reins anyway. And so at the very best, they're just going to drop them to the ground. At, at a more extreme case, then they're going to use those to ride you and steer you. Don't turn them over to people. If, any, if anybody seems to be causing you any pain, let that be a flag saying, okay, am I ready to give these reins over to them or am I going yeah, to pull them back here? Yeah. Because, and I'll give you one quick example. My father, who was one of the most kind and loving men that ever existed in all the world, he, he worried a lot. And I remember being young and he would always like, are you sure you don't, did you remember your coat? And he would do things like that. And I remember as a young teenager getting very frustrated with that and it made me really mad. And I had this great epiphany moment that I realized it wasn't that he wasn't trusting me, he did not trust himself in that scenario and it's because he loved me that he did not want me to forget what he may have forgotten in his history. And I just had this overwhelming flow of love when I realized that it was him and he was a person and acting out his own stuff. And I saw something on Facebook recently that said, you know how you used, or I used to, I spent so many years wishing my parents would get off my back. Now I realize they were the only ones that had my back. Yeah, yeah. It very definitely works like that. So it is about, yeah, and then this comes down to the idea of allowing the other person to make their own mistakes. As much as we love the other person and would step between them and their mistake, that prevents them from finding their own way. They will never, ever, ever become self-sufficient so long as we are always interceding at the point, you know, with the... Uh, so there's many sides to this particular uh, jewel, the idea of the development of independence and at the same time being part of a functional group. See, it's... I had read recently that um, uh, our particular species, earthlings, uh, people from the planet Earth are one of the few civilizations capable of solitude, capable of, and I know for a fact that's why I chose this particular berg to show up in, that you can be alone here. Alone. Peaceful, isn't it? 
where have you been? <laughs> yeah, but I mean this, and I'm certain that was the feature that tripped me to come to this particular place. But uh, because on other planets, and it's very interesting because on other planets there's a higher level of telepathy. Mm. In other words, technically speaking, you cannot be alone on Earth because anyone you think of sends a telepathic message to them, even if it's a person you don't know from Adam, that you saw once the uh, subway trains going in the opposite direction, there wasn't even eye contact, you just saw that person and you think of that moment, uh, 47 years later, shunk, and that person goes, oh, oh, what? Because we're that connected, but yeah. we can just go and not think about anyone, we can certainly muster that much. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, that's interesting because yeah. I had always seen it as this is the place we come to be together because we have an awareness of something other than oneness. Whereas when we're not in physical bodies, we're aware of the totality of one Yes. Um, as one. And so we can't really look at ourselves or have conversations with ourselves. So we come in fragment in these illusionary separations so that we can relate to each other and have company. Or video. Um, but I see your point too, this is the planet of disillusionment also, meaning mm -hmm. that we can disillusion ourselves. Like you had mentioned earlier uh, where someone uh, was drinking that water. Um, I, I, I feel that placebo effect where it was hose water and it yeah. was, I think that that's one of the great beauties of being here and I don't think people that are open to that being able to create, because we all create via our mind, and the water is going to be what we think it is because we can program our food to tell it what to do. Yeah. We can eat the most non-nutritious meal and we can program it to be very f nutritious. And that's the, the beauty of our true reality and that we should not think of ourselves as fools because we want to live at a higher plane of existence. And I'm not saying anything wrong with what your story was, but it just made me think of this, that the man that tasted the spring water literally rose he and the water up to a vibration where it really was what he thought it was. Yeah. We have infinite power. We do. Over our reality. Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hey, Mary. Hey, Neville. It's Pat Coffey. How you doing? Hey, Pat. Oh, good. What's going on? Hey, I uh, just wanted to touch on something uh, you guys were talking about earlier. You were talking about stress. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I have always found amazing about stress is not only can you know what it does to you when you are uh, experiencing it, but I've also been amazed at how much that's a transmittable feeling. Oh, you yeah, know what stress I mean? is yes. contagious. Like if I walk in the room and you two are stressed about something, I can feel your stress. Well, you're right, Pat. That's very observant because yeah. it's a it's a an electrical frequency that it's goes like through our virus. body. We do not have to accept delivery of it and start in training to it. We can hold our frequency, but most people don't know that or even mm. aren't aware that the vibration is coming into them. Very good. I mean, to yeah, me, when, when I walk in a room and someone's stressed and I feel it, it's a very electrical feeling because mm -hmm. it it sets my whole body tingling. That's true. And I, I get the tingle, usually it starts at the base of my spine and it works its way all the way up my back, right up the back of my neck and into the back of my head and then it's boing, they're stressed. Yeah, well that's a good point. I always and That's why it's up that. to us to take responsibility yeah. for our own healing and our own vibration because yeah. otherwise we'll be like Thank that. Thank you, Pat, that was, that was yeah, very good. Yeah, just real quick, another thing I've always noticed when I personally get stressed is the fact that it always seems to come over me in like a wave. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it starts at the, like in my, almost in like the pit of my stomach, and it just, it washes over me, kind of like if you were laying on the beach, and a wave washes over you. Yeah, um, that's good. It's, it's a very, it's a very interesting um, phenomenon to be in. It can be scary in some cases. Well, Pat, Pat, that's very interesting that you brought that up because Deepak Chopra talk of, talked about an experiment they did that I think is extremely cruel, but I'll just repeat it because it's a good illustrative it's example. Stressful. It's stressful, but they would take rats and put them in an aquarium, and they can't climb up the glass, so they swim and swim, and right when they're about to become so exhausted they drown, they take them out and let them rest, put them back in there and, and repeat this for an extended period of time, and then the the rat eventually dies, and it wow. and it in, that when they do the um, dissection or autopsy or whatever they call it, they notice that the organs in this rat were aged as if it had lived a full six, uh, three year lifespan and it was only a few months old. So stress literally ages you, and so you could look at the idea that aging is a resistance to what is. And yeah, stress is a I resistance it to what is. A lot of my energy. Well, stress is a resistance to what is, and that's really the bottom line. If we, can I've always kind of likened it to like a, a big electric heater. When you plug it into the wall, how it just kind of sucks up all the energy it can can get. I think stress is a lot like that. It just mm-hmm. it consumes every ounce of energy yeah. you have yes. in your body. The 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 more you stay that way. Yeah. Okay, so things we can do yeah. about this. Well, and thanks, thank Pat. You, Pat. Th- yeah. That's very good stuff you brought up. Thanks very much. Yeah, things you can do about this is to reset the way in which you think because we've been trained to be stressed. That's uh, basically yes. this is what the bullwhip that's uh, cracking over everyone's head is this fear, which is expressed as uh, stress. Now, one of the things that you can do is to remember that absolutely everything is on your side. There are no exceptions to that. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens in your life, let's say 10 years from now, you'll recognize how that was a perfect piece put in front of you, a part of your path. It was ideal. It couldn't have been more efficiently designed. This always works that way. And there's a second factor, which is, could you please change the word future to the word trust? I'm beginning to build, the new book is building, which is the meta language, the idea of all languages. So I started to think of my own language. So in my language, the word future means trust, okay? Just relax. It's all going to be fine. How can I get this across? Just relax. It's all going to be fine. Does if that you help? don't, I'll withhold love from you. <laughs> yeah. Is that how do we get that across to people? Just relax. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be dust, then you're going to be a person again, then you're going to be dust, then you're going to be a person again. Just sit back and relax because it's just going to happen. Just take it easy. Oh, okay. We have uh, our next call. Uh, and whatever the rest of that was. So, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi. Um, my name is Dina. Um, and it's my first time calling um, you guys. So, thank you for the show, and thank you for listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, I have uh, at first, I would like a reading if possible, and second, I have uh-huh. um, a question in regards to like a stress and energy and the energy body. 
So I became really sensitive to energy. Um, and uh, I miss now that. It, it comes to a point like when I'm conscious and then like when I'm not, I become stressed and like, um, I feel like on my right, uh, so my you, left side of my chest, I feel So like you have pressure. a feeling like of impending doom, yes? You have like, a, a heavy, like a heavy pressure. Yes, okay. Stop I, that. I <laughs> Just stop it. Just stop. Uh, it's a Bob Newhart skit. <laughs> yeah, think of the future as an okay place. All of that feeling is something about the future. Well, that's interesting because one of the things I was going to say is don't react to future threats is a big thing. Yeah, but yeah. I would like to, I, I didn't catch a lot of what you said, so I want to make sure that we're hearing you correctly. Now, you're saying you, you feel this heaviness. Is that while you're sleeping as well? Or no, not, not at all. It just it comes randomly. It comes like I like I, I'm aware when I'm whenever I'm stressed, just energetically. Like I feel. Oh, okay. Like, now, are you also saying that sometimes it happens when you're not really thinking of a stressful thing? It's more like your body reacting to stress. Right, right, as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because that is something that a lot of people feel. And I have a couple theories that I'd like to present to you, and maybe this might be of help. But are are you? Do you eat meat? Am I what, I'm sorry? Do you eat meat? No, I don't. I it, haven't eaten for over two years. Okay. And, Excellent. And um, do you drink, like, um, milk products and things like that? I, uh, for the last couple, like, two days, I literally started drinking, like, um, organic milk. Oh, okay. But now, the reason, yeah. the reason I say this is it had come to me a couple times in readings many years ago that certain people were having these panic-driven attacks. Um, and it, I tied it to the meat they were eating because there are chemicals of, of fear, let's just face it, in animals. Most of the people, it does not affect, but sometimes people are so energetically sensitive that that causes a degree of panic in them. And same with milk and dairy products. And a lot of times it's from the chemicals that are in it. And mm -hmm. so when your body is reacting in a panic way, it, a lot of times it can, it can mean your thyroid is, is having fluctuations, and that can be tied to our personal choice and our personal space. And um, a lot of times, like if people had to make a really hard decision, they mm -hmm. might have that fluctuation that causes those heavy yeah. panic attacks. But um, I would say don't own it intellectually. Just say, mm -hmm. I'm going to look at it from a physical standpoint. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, like, I feel it and I observe it. It's not like, I'm like, Okay, it's not like so it's, it's not like it's adding more stress. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, but it's more like it's there, and it's okay. What can I do? Do so you I own any crystals? And I just relax. And do you own any crystals? But it's still there, and from the do other day, I crystals? was meditating. I was meditating, and I had my my clear quartz. Um, ah, excellent. Okay, now take the clear quartz. Take the clear. Take the clear quartz. The clear quartz. Clear quartz. Look at the quartz and tell it to absorb that out of you, to take it and send it in another place. The next okay. time you have a panic attack, take the quartz, squeeze it slightly, and tell it to take this out of you. Okay. Well, I think, too, that there, yeah, that's a really wonderful thing to do. 
And I think um, sometimes even like acupuncture and things like that can help you get your energy field balanced mm -hmm. because it really does sound like you're an extremely psychic and sensitive person. Oh, definitely. And so you're picking up probably as well on other people's thoughts and feelings that because our thoughts don't stay inside of our head, they, they continue to go on in their frequency. And so you're probably yeah, um, picking up on a lot of things and sometimes you can trace it to the actual source. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes, like, yeah, like, I have that, as I'm looking, I, sometimes there's random thoughts, like, that I'm thinking random thoughts, and, and, I, and I'm like, this, this is not my thought. Yeah. Like, yes, okay. so be in command of that. Well, be in command of that. I, I would just make a suggestion. Um, I'm that. starting Psychic Development Part oh, that's 1 very again. Good. And it's going to be on Monday evenings. And I go into that, like how to understand that stream of consciousness that goes through your head and how to pick out what's really pertinent to you and what's yours and what's other people's and then yeah. ways to ground yourself from that. So, at any rate, if. That would do you a lot of good. If she would like class. to hold on while we do yeah. the duck. Um, since she wanted a reading as well. Okay. All right, let's do the duck. And then I'm gonna do jeans real quick first. Right. Okay. So if our caller just wants to hold on for a while. That's cute. So you speak duck language. Okay. Understanding. Very ducky. Understanding Play. when you're standing under something. It's you see a different angle on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I overstood. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before we get to our caller's reading, I want to do a reading for Jean. Happy birthday. And thanks for letting us have your um, significant other every Thursday here with us. Okay, the first card we get is the, the creator. This is about taking charge of our own healing, taking charge of our own happiness, and quit putting it into the hands of others who can't even run their own lives. Yeah. So what this is saying is this is an excellent year for you to start a new venture, whether that's branching off, starting a new company, starting your own thing, breaking apart maybe from old associations and look to something larger. And this card is saying the same thing too. Take that leap of faith and maybe go at a different angle and go at a different um, uh not on a different path so much, but maybe looking at this path differently and taking it in a new direction, it might be a better way of saying that. And then this is about more time to meditate and just chill and take a step back. And I don't know if you like to go on retreats, who doesn't, but um, it, it just feels like there might be an opportunity for you to do that and it would be a good thing. Just take a little time and, and get yourself centered and everything. So happy birthday. Yeah. Now, did you want to say anything else to our caller? Is she still there? I assume you're still there. Are you still there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. Now, um, what we would like you to do, since you've called mm -hmm. for advice, is to start to be in command of your life instead of, we've, we've spent I don't know how many shows on the subject of the idea that there are no victims, okay? And people start mm -hmm. to play victim roles uh, because it's the way we were brought up. It's, it's actually a guilt. Thing, which would be another whole show we could do on that. But be in charge of your life and to claim your power, start every day of your life with the sentence, I claim my power. Train your brain to the point that when you wake up, the first conscious thought in your mind is, I claim my power. I, we've done this for like 10 years and then it becomes a completely different thing. But just start with getting it to the point that the first thought in your day 
as I claim my power. That's a good one, Neville. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. That's a, Go ahead. That's an excellent, excellent advice, and it really does help. Okay, the first card we get for you um, is it's called receptivity, and essentially what it means is that you are a conduit. If, if you look at that beautiful blue water in the background, it, it is saying very much what I was saying earlier. You do pick up a lot of things, and it's a matter of getting to know who you really are, and that's why our spiritual path of self-introspection is so critical, because once we know who we are, we know everything else is not that, and we can look at it accordingly. Now this is saying to take a risk, take a chance, take, get that new job, step outside of the box, go do these things that you may have been wanting to do but afraid you would not succeed. This is a card that says that you will in fact succeed. So taking, and I know the definition of succeed is really being happy and that you, the, the world supports you in whatever you choose to do. Now here is this mighty roaring king of the jungle thinking he is a sheep, living with the sheep. What this is saying is that the, the experiences that you're having are really showing you your magnificence. So it's time to really look at that and not get caught up in this sheep's clothing that keeps falling off and making you uncomfortable, but to look further past that. But thank you very much. It was lovely talking with you and great great uh, insight and questions you brought up. Yeah, and please so do call, call in again. We'd yeah. love to hear from you again. It's very important. And in fact, let us know how you do with the uh, idea of claiming your power in your life because that is a very good starting point. That's and, good. And we do have our next call. But again, thank you for calling. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hi, you're Hello. on the air. You're on the air. Hey, hello, my name is Bing, hello. Yes, yes. you're on the air. What can Go we ahead. do for you? Yes, um, uh, I have been through a lot in my marriage life and relationships, ups and downs, and I'm going through, um, going through a separation and divorce. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to have a reading about my future about future, say, financial situation or career or relationships or in general? Okay, well, let's okay. just see what comes up then, since it's kind of a, a generalized question. What, what this is saying is that you're coming from a period of, of um, where maybe you had to walk on eggshells a lot and that you did not feel that you had control or the reins of your own life and that that's the reason that a lot of this as current things have been happening in your life is so that you can get out there. And I would say when we create that, it's always for a healing and a growth. And this person is walking up this hill and sweating and doesn't even know why because this person on his back. And often that can talk about belief systems like that our moms have passed on, like, oh, women are supposed to do X, Y, and Z. But then times change and, and circumstances change. And so I think it's looking at yourself as a woman now and getting those old ideas off your back and that's going to cause you to move forward in a much better way. And it's saying that even if things don't take off very quickly, just be patient because they are coming, good things are coming, um, solutions are coming financially. It may look like it's a little tough at first, but don't buy into that. Just keep, keep knowing that beautiful things are coming. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Excellent. We have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? It's R2D2 again. Yeah, there we go. Hi, you're on the Hi, air. Hi, yes. What's your name? 
Hi, this is Jean, and Jean. I would like to have a reading for my birthday. Oh, happy oh birthday. very funny, Jean. I, I did a reading for you already. Oh, did you? Well, then never mind. Oh. I'll get it later. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, I was going to surprise you. Oh, it, it, Rick, well, should I do another one? You're on the line. Let me do another one. Okay. You can explain it to her then, okay? Okay. Uh, the f look, this is very much like what we got before. This is talking about being close to the source, the power. Like Neville was saying earlier, claim, I claim my power is a wonderful way to begin every day. It really gets everything up and, and, and going. And you're in charge yeah. instead of beaten. And I feel like this is going to lead to a very successful monetary venture. And I was getting that similarly in the last reading. And that maybe expand your scope, go out there, meet up with people of like mind. I feel like you're moving out of more of this left brain clunk like metal into this living, vibrant color world, more of a right brain type of uh, a mm -hmm. thing. And this is a card of abundance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I, I never say things like this, but I would bet the lottery or buy the lottery ticket. You don't bet the lottery, do you? That you do, like technically. A, a great okay. thing to do. Yeah, well, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you. Happy you birthday. Know, yeah. You're, by the way, the, your progressed Mayan sign is the three X the wizard, by the way. Yeah. One more? Okay. okay. And I just want to put in here very quickly, when you said of like mind, I thought of like heart. Now, before we hear that on some internet thing, we all have a like heart. We all want to do the right thing. We really do. Really Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Hi Mary Neville. Hey. hey. This is uh, Greg. A oh, long hi, time Greg. Greg. How you been? Good to hear from you. Some nights you just need a reading, and that's one of these nights. Okay. And I'll hang up. Uh, uh, so nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, mm -hmm. too. Thank yeah, you. Same here. Okay. The first card is the nothingness, the void from which all things spring forth. And so what it's saying is this is a time in your life where things are less fixed in reality than they normally would be, and so they're malleable. So it's a time to make very definite, profound decisions and state them verbally to yourself to get reality to steer in that direction. And this card is also about being stuck in between two decisions, like yes or no, and it could be the past and the present or the fear of the future or something that you're waiting for in the future and now. Whatever this polarity is or this, this place that you're stuck in between, what it's saying is just to let go of the struggle between the two poles and just let yourself drop and you'll find that you're flying into a whole new reality. And then this can talk about a reunion, a reunion with people that you've known, um, people that you know now, some kind of fun event and a celebration of sorts. So mm -hmm. it looks like a really wonderful time. So make decisions and, and always fund the decisions with being happy with yeah. who you are right now. Greg, good to hear from you. That's very good. Absolutely good. Well, oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to announce the classes that we sure. have. The tarot practicum is starting up where we go through intuitive tarot in each, each phase. There are 11 steps. Um, you can take whatever you want that's on the web. You're going to be doing galactic history. You're part two to palmistry yeah. where um, you learn to read the fingerprints and Dermatic analyze lipids. palms. Mm -hmm. Uh, palm prints, rather, right, right. and I uh, said psychic development part one, and then we're going to have the bowl event and our new moon, mm -hmm. and was there something else? I know there was. I just don't remember what it might be. It's on the web, though. Yeah, yeah. So all that's set. So I just wanted to um, speak that coin of people of like heart. Mm -hmm. Okay, now is um, 
If you watch the movie The Shadow, you'll see somebody battle uh, their dark side battles with their light side throughout the movie mm. to the point that the dark side takes a second persona. Okay, but we all have a light heart. We would mm. all choose to do the right thing. We That's may have chosen Very to come well here said. to pretend we're psychotic or whatever that word is, but we all, we are already all of light heart. Joy and honor to take you to the door. That's a beautiful experience.